الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطاعنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وامر اهلك بالصلاه واصطبر عليها لا نسالك رزقا نحن نرزقك والعاقبه للتقوى وقال الله تعالى ايضا واما الجدار فكان لغلامين يتيمين في المدينه وكان تحته كنز لهما وكان ابوهما صالحا فاراد ربك ان يبلغ اشدهما ويستخرج كنزهما رحمه من ربك وما فعلته عن امري ذلك تاويل ما لم تستطع عليه صبرا صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اذا مات الانسان انقطع عنه عمله الا من ثلاثه اشياء صدقه جاريه او علم ينتفع به او ولد صالح يدعو له وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم ايضا ما نحل ادمي ولده من نحل افضل من ادب حسن او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected ulama ikram elders beloved brothers in islam this news that the hilal has not been cited and that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with one more day in this mubarak and blessed month of ramadan this would have been greeted by us in different manners there would have been many of us that had already mapped out our tomorrow as a day of eid many of us would have psychologically worked out a 20 hour moon definitely will be sighted the skies are clear etc but one is what we plan and the other is the plan of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ali radiyallahu ta'ala nu said araftu rabbi bi fasq al-azaim He said when my plans didn't work out I had anticipated I had decided a certain course of action and then when circumstances did not when circumstances conspired to work against what I had planned He says araftu rabbi then in that I found the recognition the marifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is someone above that is deciding things things are not in our control and allah taala very clearly tells us in surah baqarah asa an tuhibbu shay'an wa huwa sharrul lakum asa an takrahu shay'an wa huwa khairul lakum allah says sometimes you you like something you look forward to something but it is not good for you 
Allah in His plan knows something else. And Allah Ta'ala says, sometimes you dislike something, khairun lakum, but there is khair and good for you in it. So fitratan by nature, another day of hunger, another day of staying away from food and drink, etc. Many of us would have viewed this in a negative manner. But how much of khair, how much of barakat, how much of blessings, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, form of the riwayat, لو يعلم العباد ما في رمضان لتمنت أمتي أن تكون السنة كلها رمضان. He said, if my slaves are to come to know, if my ummah are to come to know, if the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa taala had to come to know what Allah taala has kept in this Mubarak and blessed month of Ramadan, Rasulullah sallam says, my ummah would wish that the whole year was Ramadan. We wouldn't want to make alvida from this month. We wouldn't want to part from this month. But almost in the blink of an eyelid, whether it's 29 days or whether it's 30 days, we find this is an alamat, a sign, qurbu sa'a. As qiyamat will come closer, Allah's Rasul said, the movement of time will appear to be faster. It seems only yesterday the hilal of Ramadan was sighted. And already, almost in the blink of an eyelid, before we can even realize it, this month has already reached an ending. Exactly like that is our lives in this world. كَأَنَّهُمْ يَوْمَ يَرَوْنَهَا لَمْ يَلْبَثُوا إِلَّا عَشِيَّةً أَوْ ذُخَاهَا Beautiful analogy Allah gives in Surah Nazi'at. The closing verse of the surah. Allah says, when the reality of akhirat dawns upon you. What is akhirat? Fi yawmin kana miqadaruhu khamsina alfa sana. Surah Ma'arij. Allah says, the first day of akhirat. The first day of akhirat, miqadaruhu khamsina alfa sana, will be 50,000 years long. Where's 50,000 years and where's this life? What is this life? Rasulullah Wasallam said, In Amara Ummati Mabena Sitina ila Sabain. He said the average age of my ummah will be between fifty and sixty years. That will be the average. How many will be taken away? Minkum Mayitawafa min Kabul. How many will be taken away what we view as prematurely? How many will be taken away in youth? How many will have a short very short lifespan? 50, 60 years, even if we live that long or longer than that, compare it to the first day of Akhirat. Khamsina al-Fasana, 50,000 years long. That is why Allah tells us, Ka'annahum yawma yarawnaha. When the reality of Akhirat dawns upon you, then lam yalbathu illa ashiyatan o duhaha. This life will appear to be one morning or one evening. One morning or one evening. Such a short life Allah has given us. Please Allah in this life. Because there is one inescapable reality. That which Quran uses the term yaqeen. Yaqeen means that which is, that you have to be absolutely convinced about. Yaqeen, the absolute certainty. There's no doubt in this. Allah says, Wa'abud rabbaka hatta ya'tiyaka al-yaqeen. Worship your Rabb, worship Allah. Until yaqeen comes, until death comes. Mufassirin say yaqeen is death. 
Because there have been people in the past rejected Quran, rejected the Shariat, rejected Rasulullah and refused to believe. Agnostics who even refused to believe in Allah, atheists, denied this existence. But there has never been an ideology or a group that has denied moth and death. Because this is the absolute certainty, no escaping from. Inescapable reality is moth and death. Every one of us has to die. The question, my respected brothers, the, the burning question, the decisive question that is going to decide between success and failure this month of Ramadan, Rasulullah said, Awaluhu Rahma, Awsatuhu Maghfira, Akhiru Itkum Minanar. He said the first section of this month, the first ten days is Allah's is an embodiment of Allah's mercy. The middle ten days, Maghfirat, Allah's forgiveness. And the last ten days, normally we translate it, Itkum Minanar, emancipation from Jahannam. The correct translation of this is that the last ten days of this month symbolizes True success. True success. Many of us have an I- different ideas as to what is success. Some feel get a good degree, get a good job, have a big bank balance. Or when you die, leave millions behind for your children. That is success. Different ideas or different concepts of what we regard to be success. And based on that, people are making efforts to achieve the success. What is success? Allah in the Quran cuts through all the frills. Beautifully, one expression of Quran tells us, this is success, and wallah, by the qasam of my Allah, nothing else is success. What is success? فَمَنْ زُخْزِخَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ فَقَدْ فَازِ the one who is safe from Jahannam, the one who is safe from Jahannam, Udkhil al Jannah is entered into Jannah. Faqad Qad is emphasis. Qad is when Allah says, "This is an absolute certainty. Don't doubt this." Faqad without a doubt, Faz he has succeeded. Zero in the bank or billions in the bank. Left your children paupers, left your children billionaires and millionaires. Left behind a beautiful house or left behind a hut. Or you didn't even have a roof over your head. By the qasam of my Allah, all this has nothing to do with success. Success is what Quran tells us is success. فَمَنْ زُخْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ If you are saved from Jahannam, entered into Jannah, you have succeeded. And on the other hand, who are the losers? Who are the failures? Failure and success, that which was purported by Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, the concept of success in Quran and Hadith, one important lesson we have to understand, my respected brothers. That vision of success has absolutely nothing to do with anything external. Nothing to do with the material things of this world. Our entire society today is moving in a direction wherein we label or judge success or failure based on that which is superficial and external. 
Quran and Hadith teaches us one basic lesson. Success or failure has nothing to do with that which is superficial, that which is external. Success is to be saved from Jahannam, entered into Jannah. And who, what is failure? Qul, tell them. Innal khasirin. Alladheena khasiru anfusahum wa ahlihim yawmal qiyamah. Ala dhalika huwal khusranul mubin. Lahum min fawqihim dhulalum minan nar. Wa min tahtihim dhulal. Dhalika yukhawifullahu bihi ibada. Ya ibadi fattakun. Tell them, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tell them. Who are the losers? Who, who has failed? Failed your exam? Failed to build a financial empire? Failed to leave behind some big legacy? Who are the failures? Who are the losers? Khasirin. Who are the losers? Allah tells us clearly, Alladheena khasiru anfusahum wa ahlihim. They are the losers who have lost on the day of judgment. That is the real loss. Ala dhalika huwa al-khusranul mubeen. Allah says, listen, khusranul mubeen. This is a clear-cut loss. You have failed. Above your head will be fire, beneath your feet will be fire. Naran ahata bihim suradiquha. Your rooms will be out of fire. Sarabiluhum min qatiran. Your pants will be made out of fire. كَأَنَّمَا أُخْشِيَتْ وُجُوهُهُمْ قِطْعًا مِلَ اللَّيْلِ مُظْلِمًا Your face will be enshrouded with fire. Fire in every direction. This is loss. ذَلِكَ يُخَوِّفُ اللَّهُ بِهِ عِبَادًا Allah is warning you about this loss. يَا عِبَادِ فَاتَّقُونَ O my slaves, fear this day. Intentionally I left out one important part of the translation of this. And this is what we want to, in the short time that we have, delve on. When Allah speaks of loss in the Qur'an, when Allah speaks of failure in the Qur'an, then there is one very interesting point which Qur'an makes. Allah says, إِنَّ الْخَاسِرِينَ Who are the losers? They put themselves into loss, but Quran does not stop at that point. Allah says, خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَأَهْلِيهِمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ They put themselves and their family members into loss on the day of judgment. If this verse... If Allah had only said, خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ It would have been sufficient, the message would have been delivered. Who are the losers? Those that put themselves into loss on the day of judgment. But Allah does not say only yourself. Allah says yourself and your family. Mufassirin point out a very, very important point. And this is the crux of what we want to make muzakara of my respected brothers. That if we are on bare dini, if we ourselves do not practice upon deen, the nahusat and the curse of this will not be restricted to ourselves. It will affect our family members also. It will affect those around us also. This is why when you will choose or opt for a path away from Allah and His Rasulullah, you are not only going to harm yourself. You are going to harm your family also. 
What is the legacy that you are going to leave behind? Marna sab ko hai. All have to die. This existence is temporary. Moth is an inescapable reality. All have to die. The question is, what are we going to leave behind when we die? In what condition are we going to die? What is the legacy? What is the virasat that we are going to leave behind? Shariat takes great cognizance of this. Once Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala went into the marketplace of Medina. And he said, listen, the virasat, the legacy of Rasulullah sallallahu is being distributed in the masjid. When the moment you hear of legacy, virasat, what's the first thing that comes into mind? Money. So a huge crowd gathered. They came to the masjid. However, expecting some wealth to be distributed, they found somewhere was the halqa of ta'aleem, somewhere was dars tadris, somewhere Quran was being read, somewhere the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was being made, somewhere the knowledge of deen was being disseminated. They became upset with Abu Huraira. Abu Huraira, you made us leave everything and come. Where's the virasat you are talking about? He said, this is the virasat of Rasulullah This is the legacy of my Nabi. This is what he left behind. One is a material legacy, material virasat. One is ruhani virasat. One is a spiritual legacy. The question each one of us, the crunch question we should be asking ourselves, if we die now, what legacy are we leaving behind? What will we be remembered by? So and so was a big businessman, he was a business entrepreneur, he was a very good lawyer, he, had, he was a very good doctor, he had great business acumen. He was a scientist. What will he be remembered by? Will he be remembered by the fact that he was always in the masjid? Or he was Hafi Saab, Muli Saab, Tablighi Saab, Alim Saab? What is the legacy that we are going to leave behind? One is for society, the other for our children. As I said, Sharia takes great cognizance of this. And this is something that we have to hold on to. Let your footprint be something that is associated to deen. Let your legacy be something that is associated and linked to deen. Leave behind a ruhani legacy. If you are Hafizul Qur'an, devote yourself to the Qur'an. If you are in Dawit and Tabligh, devote yourself to such an extent that that is the overall emphasis. There's one hadith a Qudsi. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Allah says, إِذَا مَاتَ الْعَبْدِ When a slave of mine dies, وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ مِنْهُ شَرَّى Wallahu ya'lamu minhu sharra. Allah knows this person was evil. Allah knows our haqiqat. We can hoodwink the whole world. You can bluff everybody else. You can pull wool over the eyes of everybody else. But the reality and haqiqat, Allah knows. Inna Allah alimun bidati sudur. Allah knows what is in the heart. So Nabi Islam says the person died, Wallahu Ya'lamu minhu sharra. Allah knows he is shar, he is evil. 
But, The people are speaking good about him. So and so used to put always, always digging wells, putting boreholes. So and so was always doing welfare work. So and so was always helping the poor and the needy. So and so was always going out in the path of Allah. How many people's lives changed because of him? Whatever dini virasat, whatever dini legacy, The person died. Allah knows that he is evil. But the people are speaking good of him. The people are speaking good of him. He left behind a positive impression. Dini, Ruhani legacy. Hafiz sahab, Moli sahab, Muazzin sahab, whatever it may have been. Allah's Rasul says, Allah will summon that person on the day of judgment. And Allah will say to him, قَدْ قَبِلْتُ شَهَادَةَ عِبَادِي لِعَبْدِي وَعَفَوْتُ عَنِ عِلْمِي Allah would say to this person, the people are speaking good about you. I know you are shar. I know your haqiqat and your reality. But the people are speaking good. My slaves, my bandas are speaking good about you. I have decided to accept their testimony in your favor and I am making maaf and wiping away my own knowledge that I know about your hakikat and I have made your maghfirat so marna sab ko hai all of us have to die my respected brothers the passing of every day the movement of time the movement of this life is a constant reminder of that the question is what is the legacy we are going to leave behind what is that effort which we devote majority of our time and energy to? What is the legacy that we are going to leave behind? This is the criteria. And this is the important aspect. One is for society, the other is for our children. A few years ago, our Jamaat was in Cape Town. We went one Malaka, the early part of Ramadan. They said, we're taking, you to, we're taking you all to meet one very big gangster. So we went, we met this brother, we were sitting in his sitting room. From the sitting room, the window was open, you could see a masjid opposite the road. So while talking to him, we gave him some targheeb, why the masjid is just there opposite the road. So he said, hold on, Molana, hold on, Sheikh. He said, you see that road, where it is, that, from that point, the territory of the next gang begins, the rival gang. He said, I'm not being funny with you, but if I go to that masjid, because I crossed into that territory, either I have to kill someone or someone is going to kill me. That kind of lie. Nevertheless, we gave this brother some targheeb, talks of Allah's greatness, Whatever it was. This brother got ready cash. The same year in Ramadan he came to Hilal towards the latter part of Ramadan. Came out for 10 days in the path of Allah. The same brother, now Jamaat was in Cape Town last year. We found out that he passed away. Some illness he passed away. Just recently Allah make his maghfirat. He spent few days in the Mahol environment out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The point I want to make, 
is that whilst he was here in this environment, talks of Allah's greatness. And I remember in that gush to give him targhib, we mentioned one incident. Because he spoke about a life spent in Allah's disobedience. We said, you know, there is one famous incident which every one of us has heard at some point or the other. That Allah's Rasul told us of a person in the past who had committed 99 murders. Now what is murder? To take the life of someone, of a Muslim. To take the life of a believer. فَجَزَاؤُهُ جَهَنَّمُ خَالِدًا فِيهَا وَغَذِبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَلَعَنَهُ وَعَدَّ لَهُ عَذَابًا عَظِيمًا Allahu Akbar. What does Allah say? That person who intentionally takes the life of a believer, Allah says his jaza, his punishment is Jahannam forever. جَهَنَّمُ خَالِدًا فِيهَا Allah's anger will descend upon him. غَذِبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ Allah's curses upon him and we have prepared a terrible punishment for him. He said the first thing that will be reckoned for amongst the misdeeds will be قَتْلَنَا haq, Taking the life of another Muslim when you didn't have the right. One rewrite it comes that if the whole humanity gets together and plots to murder one person in exchange for that Allah will throw the entire humanity into Jahannam. The reason I'm mentioning this we find today the ummah has become a living embodiment of that prophecy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said murder will become so common Muslims taking the life of Muslims will become so common that the one who's being killed and the one who's killing won't the one who's killing won't know why he's killing and the one who's being killed won't even know why he was killed if you look on a global scale today Wallah, without a doubt, more damage is being caused to the Muslim Ummah by Muslims themselves than the non-Muslims. This is one of the signs of Qiyamah when murder will become so armed. But nevertheless, in the court of Allah, such a serious guna. And Rasulullah said, one man from the Bani Israel murdered 99 people. Then he decided to make Tawbah. Then he decided to ask for repentance. But 99 murders, he goes to someone. Can, will Allah forgive such a person? 99 murders. The mercy of Allah. Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bi. Wa yaghfiru ma duna dalika limayyasha. Allah will never forgive shirk. Besides that, Allah will forgive whoever he wants. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah. No matter, never mind what your guna is. The door to Tawbah is open. Allah's, the door to Allah's mercy is open. But this person didn't have knowledge. So what was his response? 99 murders. You are a Jahannam. You've got no chance. Becomes so upset. He kills him. Makes it 100. Akmalamiya. We know the incident. But there is a very very important point in that incident that many of us very often fail to realize. He goes to an alim, one who has knowledge of deen. I made, committed hundred murders. Will Allah forgive me? He says, yes. The doors to Allah's forgive, mercy are open. Even for you. But, there was a condition. What was the condition? 
He said, leave this place where you are living currently, environment of masiyat, environment of Allah's disobedience, and make hijrat to a place where people are obeying Allah. This is why we say, Toba ke pukhtagi ke liye. One is a man decides, in Ramadan many intentions will make. MashaAllah, I want to change my life. I want to take the haram out. I'm coming to the masjid. I want to come more regularly. I want to go closer to deen. Read more Quran. Develop the ta'alluq with Allah. Get taqwa, etc. Bring my life onto sunnah. Many intentions will make. But, if there isn't hijrat, if there isn't mujahada, if there isn't an attempt to change our environment, this is why we say go in the path of Allah. Come into a deeny environment. Come into an imani mahal. Human beings are affected by the environment in which we are living. We met one brother in, in Los Angeles many years ago. He said, I said I was a five-time namazi. I was a five-time namazi. Wouldn't miss a single salah with jamaat. He said, I migrated with my family to Los Angeles. In six months my condition became such because there was no environment. He said, in six months I reached a stage where I was making one in three jumas. That too because I heard from somewhere that if you, if you miss three Jumas in a row, you are kafir. So one in three Jumas, besides that, Salah was not even in my life. In six months, such is the effect of the environment. So he says, one morning I got up, my wife had packed the bags. She was leaving with my three children. I got a shock of my life. Bags are packed. Wife, where are you going? She says, that at the rate you are carrying on, at the rate you are carrying on, in South Africa you are five time namazi, now this is your condition, such is this place, there is no dini environment. She says, I fear for the iman of my children. So I am taking my children and going back home to South Africa. To save the iman. So he says, as a last gasp attempt, I heard there was some dini mahol in Toronto, in Canada. So, he says, I was an accountant by trade. I applied for a post to save my marriage. And I moved to Toronto. This brother, we met him many years later, mashallah, of his three sons, two alim also. But change the environment. Yes, there is hope for your mercy. Allah will forgive you. But you have to leave this place. Sayyid Hadith, Nabi Islam said, that person said, you have to leave this place and go to an environment where people are obeying Allah. Ramadan, we made the intentions, we have to change the environment. We have to come into the mahal of the masjid, we have to go out in the path of Allah. Then some reality will come to the intentions that we made. Otherwise, illa mashallah, it will just, with the passage of time, it will just slip away. And we know the famous incident, on the way this person died, angels of azab, angels of rahmat descended and they started arguing. So Allah sent another angel to decide the dispute, that measure. Is he closer to the land of the pious people or is he closer to the land where he was disobeying Allah? Such is the mercy of Allah, a man who committed hundred murders, Allah commands the earth in the direction where he was going to shrink. And the earth from where he left to stretch out. And then he is found to be closer to the place of the pious people only by one hand span. And Allah makes his maghfirat. So nevertheless we mentioned this to this brother. Whatever it was, Allah put it in his heart. He came out in the path of Allah. He spent few days in the environment. The point I wanted to make. Towards the end when the time came for him to leave. 
He said, Moran, I want to speak to you. I've got something private to discuss with you. So I called him into one of the rooms upstairs. He said, all my life I was a gangster. Three times I was on the surgeon's table on three different occasions with bullet wounds and my heart stopped. It's only Allah's will and a miracle that I'm alive today. And he says, because I live a life like that, the truth of the matter is I don't fear death. Because with us, you're here today, you're gone tomorrow. That's the gangster's life. But he said, now that I've come in this environment, spend this few days in the path of Allah, for the first time in my life, I'm making dua to Allah. That Allah must keep me alive for a few more years. Before this, I didn't fear death. Now I'm making dua, Allah keep me alive for a few more years. So I said, why? So he said, because I've got four sons. And now that I've come in this environment, I'm asking myself this question, if I die now, what answer am I going to give my Allah that I didn't give my sons deen? I didn't prepare them for akhirat. So this concern has entered my heart. Now I'm making dua to Allah, Allah keep me alive a few years because I want to go back to make effort on my children. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا مَاتَ الْإِنسَانِ إِذَا مَاتَ الْإِنسَانِ إِنْ قَطَّعَ عَنْهُ عَمَلُهُ إِلَّا مِنْ ثَلَاثَةِ أَشْيَاءِ He said, when a man dies, when a man dies, all his ability to earn is over, finish. Earn what? Not rands and dollars, no. Earn neki, earn for akhirat. In qata'an wa'amaluhu, the till stop. But three things continue. Three things continue. He will continue earning three avenues. Sadaqatin jariya, whatever sadaqah jariya he did, as long as that exists, he will get the reward even in his qabr. Knowledge of deen that he disseminated, whatever it was, he went out in the path of Allah, maktab, madrasa, whatever he taught, whatever deen he taught, he taught one person to read kalima, one person to read surah fatiha, one person to bring sunnah in his life, one person, whatever he taught, as long as that person will practice and pass it on to others, he will carry on getting the reward. And the third thing Rasulullah said, Waladin salihin yad'u The pious child, Nek olad. That is your wealth. That is your earning. That is your treasure house. Leaving your children with enough money so that for the next four generations they don't have to earn does not mean that you left your children wealthy. Rahmatullah used to say, if a man dies and leaves behind so much of money that for the next four generations his children don't have to earn. But, 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 he has not taught that child, he hasn't left this behind. He has not taught that child, hasn't left this behind. That Turakat Salah. Turakat Salah is more valuable than the seven heavens and the seven earths put together. He says, if you haven't left that behind in your children, you have left them bankrupt. You may have left physically millions behind, but if you didn't teach them the value of Salah, Allah's command, you have left them bankrupt and not only that, He said they will squander that wealth and use it in Allah's disobedience. So what is the real earning? 
Waladin salihin yad'ulahu. Rasulullah s.a.w. said, your tills, your ability to earn, stop when you die. But nek olad, nek children, pious children that you will leave behind. As long as they will do the work of deen, they will make dua for you. They will make isale sawab for you. You will be in your cover and still you will be earning. Mutarib bin Shikhir rahmatullah alayhi, Faqih Abu Layh Samarqandi rahmatullah alayhi mentions this incident in his kitab, Tanbihul Ghafileen. Great Allah wala, one Thursday night, night of Jummah, he sees a dream. Qabristan, graves, everybody wakes up. Opposite the field of the Qabristan, there is another field in which they are white pebbles, they look like pearls. Everybody from the graves are ashing to collect as much as they can. One person is relaxing against a tree. He is not rushing like them. Mutarib bin Shikhir says, in my dream I went to that man and I asked him, I said, what is going on? He said, what you can see in that field is Isale Sawab, that the living sent for, the, for, the, for those that have passed away. Why are they all rushing? They all need it. This is why they are all rushing to get as much as they can. Why are you relaxing? Why are you not rushing like them? Allah bless me with a pious son. Every day my son makes one khatam of Quran and he makes Isale Sawab for me. So I don't need to do what they are doing. Where is your son? He gets the name, finds out where, etc. The next day, Mutadib bin Shikhi Rahmatullah goes to that market. He's told in that dream, my son owns a sweetmeat shop. He looks around, finds one handsome Nurani youngster selling sweetmeat. Starts asking him, who was your father? No, my father passed away. What are you doing? I can see your lips moving while you are selling sweetmeat. He says, my father sacrificed so that I can get dini knowledge. Every day I make one khatam of the Qur'an and I make isale sawab for my father. What is the real wealth? Hazrat Muhammad sahab, Palanpuri rahmatullahi, his own kar guzari gives. He was the voice of tabligh in the ishtimaz. One million, one and a half million people, the main speaker would be Mawla Umar Saab. And he was remembered specifically for the unique, beautiful manner in which he used to read the Qur'an in his bayans. His own Karguzari gives, says, my father passed away when I was very young. Family was in dire financial straits. My maternal grandparents insisted with my mother that we must move back to the city. They were prepared to take over the financial needs, see to my upbringing, give me a good material education. My mother turned down the offer of her parents, chose to remain in the village in dire poverty because she wanted me to learn deen. He says, I can remember one night I came home from madrasa. I was sitting, it was myself and my mother, mud hut, lantern, not even electricity. And my mother asked me, my son, beta, what you learnt in madrasa today? He says, I started reciting Al-Qari'ah, Mal-Qari'ah, Wama Adraka Mal-Qari'ah, in the dead of night, under the flickering glow of the candle. Mother and child sitting in one hut, in one jungle, in one village. He says, tears entered the eyes of my mother. And at that time she made dua for me. She said, oh my son, today you are reading, I am listening. Allah must bring that day that you will be reading and millions will be listening to your Qur'an. Such is the dua of a mother, dua of the parents, we can't put a price tag on it. 
Look at the manner in which Allah accepted the qurbani and sacrifice. This is not 14 centuries ago, this is now. Last century. So, marna sabko hai. What is the legacy we are leaving behind? What are the seeds that we are planting? Repeatedly we get this complaint. MashaAllah, even the tablighi brothers, in their homes today, talim is not taking place. Dini tarbiyat of the children is not taking place. Exposure to seerah of Rasulullah is not there in the homes. Talks of akhirat, imani talks, imani environment is not there in the homes. What is in the home? That shaitan box. Techno gadgets. MashaAllah, Wi-Fi, internet. We've opened up the channels of sin and masiyat and shamelessness for our children. Given everything at the press of a button. And then we want to know why deen is not coming. Deen will come through qurbani. Deen will come through effort. Deen will come through mujahada. And understand my respected brothers. I digressed in the beginning. Not my intention to make a very long talk. Allah says, who are the losers? الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَأَهْلِيهِمْ Your bedini will take your family to Jahannam with you. Allah protect us. And your piety and the correct effort will take them to Jannat with you. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَاتَّبَعَتْهُمْ ذُرِّيَّتُهُمْ بِإِمَانٍ أَلْحَقْنَا بِهِ ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ وَمَا أَلَّتْنَاهُمْ مِنْ عَمَلِهِمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ Both scenarios Quran gives us. Instilling deen in our homes, making deeny effort, bringing an imani environment, holding the hand of our male children, bringing them to the masjid with us, making their deeny tarbiyat, by the qasam of my Allah, this is farz. This is an obligatory, this obligation upon us. Allah says, لا نسألك رزقا, I'm not asking you to feed. We will feed. What Allah is commanding us is deeny tarbiyat. Rasulullah said, there is no gift, no gift, no gift. You can give better to your child than dini akhlaq, adab in hasan, imani tarbiyat. And ye khab hai, it's a dream that we are going to bring deen in our children if we ourselves are not practicing deen. We have to practice practically, then Allah will make us the zariya and means of bringing deen in their lives. So very very important my respected brothers, this month of Ramadan, MashaAllah, the intentions would have been there. The desire to change would have been there. For that to happen, we have to change our environment. Link and attach ourselves with the dini environment. As we mentioned yesterday, if we not, can't give 40 days, 4 months, at least 3 days every month. At least come for the Shab Guzari once a week. At least try and take part in the Tugash. Link and attach ourselves with an Imani Mahol. And introduce the Halakat of Talim in our homes. Make the dini tarbiyat of our families, this is our miras, this is our legacy, this is our virasat, this is our earning, this is our footprint for akhirat, this is the legacy that we have to leave behind. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Respected brothers, as we know, this is the 30th of Ramadan, it's a Mubarak night, one of the last 10 nights of Ramadan, the last night of Ramadan, Allah frees more souls from Jahannam than all the nights of Ramadan before that put together. So let us not waste this opportunity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Engage in dua, engage in dhikrullah, tilawat of Qur'an, engage in our infiradi a'mal, brothers are in atikaf, object of atikaf is seclusion, that is the solitary connection we make with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah, wa bihamdi,